Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays wherever you are across this great country or this great land. I'm getting ready to head down to Florida, but uh, I appreciate all of you hanging out with me here. Uh, and we got a lot to dive into on the Monday edition of the program. First of all, I hope some of you had uh, an 80 to one payout on the Kentucky Derby horse that won. That was a uh, tremendous upset over the weekend. Uh, and uh, the two minutes of fun there it was fantastic to see such a huge crowd back at Churchill Downs all over again uh, for the first time since 2019. Big, fun, totally normal, exciting crowd to be able to check out. So, uh, glad that we were finally able to get back to normal uh, when it comes to a big horse race with over 100,000 people being able to attend as well. Uh, but I want to start here with a simple fact. Whatever you think about a judge's decision, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever your politics might be, you can't show up at their home and chant outside in an effort to try and get them to change their opinions. This is a federal crime. Everyone who shows up outside of a justice's home and chants and attempts to create a ruckus should be arrested. Again, it's a federal crime. And I am a First Amendment free speech absolutist. But you don't have the right, in my opinion, to show up at someone's home whether they're a judge or not, and berate them with whatever your political opinions might be. You don't have the right to show up outside of my home, in my opinion, and stand and scream at my house because you don't like something that has happened. Because guess what? We live here. My kids are inside the house. The same thing is true of many of the Supreme Court justices. So this should be unacceptable. The Biden White House should come out in no uncertain terms and say this is unacceptable. And everyone who shows up to protest outside of a federal judge's home should be arrested because it is not allowed under our federal criminal code. Arrest them. Prosecute them. You have the right to your own political opinions, but you don't have the right to try and intimidate justices. And the more people you have showing up at these justices' houses the more possibility of violence you have. The more danger the judges are under, the more danger their families are under. This is unacceptable, okay? And I want you to think about what the Biden White House would be saying if Republican-leaning supporters were showing up outside of Supreme Court justice homes to chant their disapproval of any particular choice that the judges had made. They would connect this to January 6th. They would say that it's insurrection. They would say that our democracy is under attack. So why, pray tell, is the same standard not being applied in a content-neutral political process here 
when it comes to judges and protests outside of their homes. This is not even a remotely difficult call. No, let me repeat this, no protester should be showing up outside of judges' homes, Democrats, Republicans, independents, for any reason to protest and try to intimidate justices into uh, ruling in favor of the protesters to try to end the protesting that's going on. It's unacceptable, can't be allowed to continue. Now, this is a little bit funny. I saw this story, I said, you know what, I would watch this. There was evidently another flare-up in Dallas. Uh, Chris Paul's upset because somebody said something or did something mean to his family in the crowd, a Dallas Mavericks fan, so he alleges. I haven't seen any video, I haven't seen any representation of this, but he was really upset. And Charles Barkley went on Inside the NBA, which is the most entertaining sports studio show, and said, I got an idea here. Every athlete gets to fight one fan every year. And in that one fan versus athlete fight, whatever goes, goes. And uh, I kind of love this idea. All right. Now, I don't want the athletes just picking some random, uh, you know, tiny dude. Uh, I don't want the athletes to be rigging the game in their favor. It seems like athletes tend to get mad the most at small guys who are actually not a threat to them. Uh, But I would love to see, this would be great, incredible television. I would love to see athletes uh, getting to go head-to-head with fans one time a year. Uh, Maybe put them in a boxing ring, maybe put them in an octagon for a couple of reasons. One, it's like the ultimate pros versus Joes. Two, you know some of these athletes would end up getting their ass kicked. Because athletes like to strut around like they're big and they're tough, and a lot of them are a lot bigger and tougher than your average guy. But also, have you watched NBA fights back when they used to fight? For the most part, the punches don't land. They're awkward. They're windmill fights. It isn't a real fight where you watch and think, hey, you know what? This guy looks like a trained fighter. I think some of these athletes would get their asses kicked, which would make this even more of an enjoyable process. I think it would probably increase, uh, it, it lead to better behavior on both sides. Because if an athlete was aware he might get his ass kicked by a fan, I think he probably behaves better. And if a fan was aware he might get his ass kicked by an athlete, I think he probably behaves better too. So uh, it's a ridiculous, fun, absurd idea from Charles Barkley. But I actually think there's some basis in, uh, in reality that it might actually improve overall behavior. Speaking of overall behavior, Saturday night I was watching uh, some of the Golden State Warrior game against the Memphis Grizzlies. And, you know, the Golden State Warriors couldn't miss at all. And down the stretch, they're up 20 at the end of the third quarter or whatever it is. They play again tonight. John Morant claimed that his knee was grabbed and that he was injured and that it was intentional. And I went and I watched this video after John Morant tweeted it out and said something like the code was broken. I went and watched this video like 10 different times. And no matter how many times I watched the video, I didn't see anything that was remotely dirty in play at all. I actually thought this reflected poorly on John Morant, who is, by the way, for his age, probably the most electric player right now in the NBA. Um, And he has an incredible career going forward. He has a phenomenal ability to get to the basket. Incredible athlete. This is a bad look for him. I don't think that anything untoward uh, or dirty occurred to him. 
I don't think that there's any reason that he needs to be uh, speaking out as if he has been mistreated here. I didn't think that anything bad happened to John Morant at all or to his knee. So I thought this was a bad look for uh, John Morant. Also, speaking of bad looks, how about the fact that Steve Kerr, king liberal himself, social justice warrior extraordinaire, except when it comes to speaking out against China or in favor of basic human rights around the globe, is still wearing a mask at Golden State. The entire arena in San Francisco, by and large, almost no one is wearing a mask. Steve Kurt, certainly none of the players on the benches, at least not that I'm seeing, are still wearing masks. Steve Kerr is wearing a mask as the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. And every time he needs to speak, he's pulling down the mask and screaming out onto the court. If I have not seen any more, I've not seen a more perfect representation of the absurdity of guys wearing masks in sports in general than what Steve Kerr is still doing as he is holding on to masks, which do not work at all, okay? And certainly don't work when you are pulling them down and screaming instructions on a regular basis to your players on the court. This is what the mask is. It is a security blanket. It is a safety blanket. It is a nana for all of the losers out there who continue to believe that masks work and Steve Kerr is your loser king. That's what I was thinking as I was watching Steve Kerr in his idiotic mask on Saturday night in the Warriors game against uh, the uh, Grizz. Uh, Speaking of idiots, our good friend Keith Olbermann, who won the outkick uh, challenge, Keith Olbermann decided of all the things that he could go to war with, he went to war with homeschool moms which is pretty crazy to think about in general. Here is what Keith Olbermann, on Mother's Day, by the way, belated happy Mother's Day to everyone out there, including my own wife, Laura. We have three boys. My lovely mother, uh, Liz, who came on the radio show, Clay and Buck, on Friday. I hope some of you guys enjoyed that. Uh, For some reason, Keith Olbermann responded to a mom who is a homeschool teacher Imagine putting, quote, homeschool mom in your bio and not understanding you just ruined the lives of five innocent children. Now, Keith Olbermann, I think, is mentally unstable. Uh, I think he is an absolute lunatic. But homeschooled kids actually do better, by and large, oftentimes, than kids who go to regular school. And either way... It's a choice that a parent is making that requires far more, far more work than just being a regular mom. Because as a lot of us learned when school shut down in March of 2020, and a lot of parents suddenly took on the role of being a teacher as well, that requires a lot more effort and energy than just being a parent does. And so when I saw... Uh, that tweet from Keith Olbermann on Mother's Day of all days to be attacking a mom of five is absolutely unacceptably absurd. And Keith Olbermann deserves all the ridicule that he is getting for that idiocy. Uh, But it's just more par for the course out there. 
Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, you know, it's been several weeks now since school, since airplanes stopped mandating masks. And do you remember all of the left-wingers out there who told us that if masks were removed, there was going to be chaos and it would be unsafe and there would be all sorts of outbreaks as a result of this? Well, the data reflects that that's not actually true. And I've got the data right here. First of all, our friend uh, Ian Miller, I've had him on the radio show a bunch of times, at ENMSC. Nearly three weeks after Twitter and CNN experts claimed U.S. airlines would see mass cancellations due to maskless travel, yesterday JetBlue canceled 0% of flights, Delta 1%, American 0%, United 0%, and Southwest Airlines 0% of their flights. Not one of them have admitted they were wrong. Uh, and also, this is, uh, I'm reading right now from someone named Denise DeWald who puts MD uh, in her profile on Twitter. Maybe I need to put Esquire so everybody knows I'm a lawyer uh, in my Twitter profile. She tweeted, as soon as this news happened, uh, and it's now been basically three weeks, we're moving up on a month since the airline mask mandate has been removed. All I'm going to say is this. Expect a lot of canceled flights because of staff shortages. Hasn't happened. That tweet got 80,000 nearly, 78,900 likes. Nearly 10,000 retweets. Her opinion is 100% wrong. Has she come out and said, hey, turns out I was wrong and masks did absolutely nothing to make anybody safer on airplanes and removing them has had no impact? No, she didn't. Did she point out that all the airline CEOs had come out and said, hey, the air filtration system on airlines is such that there is no benefit to actually wearing masks? No, she did not. Has she come back and said, hey, guess what? Turns out masks had no benefit on airlines whatsoever. No. Does Twitter follow back up on an 80,000 nearly a tweet that goes viral, 80,000 favorites, has Twitter come back and said, hey, it turns out that this was not actually true? No, they haven't done any of that. Because when all of these Corona bros, when they are proven to be incorrect in whatever insanity they are embracing on a given day, they just move on and pretend that they never made the argument that it was unsafe for kids to be in school without masks, that it was unsafe for us to be on airplanes, that you could go to, I don't know, the beach or a hiking trail, or you could go out and paddleboard on the ocean, you could skateboard, you could play basketball, all of those things. In fact, that you should be outdoors because it's safer to be outdoors than it is to be indoors. No, they never address any of it. 
Uh, new press secretary, speaking of passing and spreading lies, uh, this story uh, is out there. And I would think that since there's such an obsession with the idea of misinformation, that somebody might point out that the new White House press secretary had tweeted, this is Corrine Jean-Pierre, uh, reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Well, that's not true. In fact, Brian Kemp actually won the Georgia election in 2018 by near over 50,000 votes, which is far more than Donald Trump lost the 2020 election by in the states of Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, and Georgia combined. And there are far fewer votes, obviously, that take place in Georgia. In other words, this election was not particularly close. Uh, Brian Kemp won by a couple of points. Stacey Abrams never conceded. She's now running again. I think she's going to get whipped, significantly get her ass kicked in the Georgia election here by more than 50,000 votes this time. But isn't it interesting how Joe Biden's new spokesperson can have tweets calling into question electoral integrity and demeaning the essence of democracy itself by arguing that elections have been stolen. That's what I've been told is unacceptable as it pertains to Donald Trump for nearly a year and a half now, or longer, in fact, almost two years. And yet, the chief spokesperson for the Biden White House is now making these arguments in fact, made them beforehand, also was a huge proponent of Russia collusion, argued that there was no basis to the Hunter Biden uh, uh, allegations. Speaking of Hunter Biden, this should be a huge story. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more attention. Hunter Biden's $2 million tax bill has been paid by a Hollywood lawyer. Hunter Biden reportedly owes over $2 million in back taxes, and one of his dad's Fat Cat Friends, a Hollywood lawyer who is reportedly allowing Hunter to live in a Malibu mansion as well, has allowed Hunter Biden's entire bill to be paid, the taxes that he owes to the IRS, of $2 million, back taxes. How do you think people would react if Donald Trump Jr. had owed $2 million in back taxes and one of Trump's top advisors, top donors, uh, had decided to give $2 million to pay off that debt? Do you think the media would have mostly ignored it? I think we all know the answer is, of course, no. Uh, There's a Harvard study that's out, and it confirms a lot of what your boy has been saying for multiple years now, that the biggest example of inequality in the 21st century in terms of actual direct impact was shutting down schools because... Remote schooling was the option overwhelmingly for poor and minority kids, while younger majority kids, younger, sorry, wealthier white kids got to go back to school sooner than poor black and Hispanic kids. White and Asian kids went back to school sooner. And the impact has been massive in a negative direction. That is, kids who had the most disadvantages already ended up losing the most. In fact, a Harvard study that uh, is now out says math achievement by race and school poverty widened overwhelmingly 
in blue states and blue cities, but it didn't widen in school district in states like Florida and Texas and other red states that mostly kept schools open. So ironically, Ron DeSantis, who was supposed to be uh, Hitler, according to, and that's not even an exaggeration, that's according to many left-wingers out there. They try to compare Ron DeSantis uh, to the worst humans in history. He actually helped minority kids to maintain their educational levels more so than all these blue state governors and all these blue city mayors who acceded to the Randy Weingartens of the world, shut down schools, and ended up with that ultimate oxymoron applied remote learning when we know now that remote learning does not in any way actually lead to substantial learning. So the studies are starting to come out. I've been asking this question for a long time. Uh, When was it going to become conventional wisdom that what people like I said for a long time, don't shut down, don't lock down, keep kids in schools. uh, When was that going to become consensus opinion that all of the experts got it wrong starting to see it. That is a Harvard study, by the way, uh, pointing out those findings. Finally, and I hate to say it because I hate to root uh, against uh, the, uh, the stock market, but the Dow, as I speak right now, down over 500 points, and we are rapidly approaching a, uh, a point in time where the Biden, entire Biden regime the stock market is down. So we're talking about 8.5% inflation. We're talking about massive increases in crime. The border completely uh, a a sieve at the southern border. We've got war, legitimate war in Europe for the first time in 75 years. The Afghanistan withdrawal disaster. Uh, We still have not regained all of the jobs that we had in February and March of 2020 when we shut down. Uh, We have got overwhelming budget deficits because of money that we have spent uh, that doesn't have any any ability to to pay back right now. We're $30 trillion in the hole. And the stock market is about to turn negative for Joe Biden's tenure in office. I'm telling you, the Bidus touch is real. Everything Joe Biden touches, and I wish it wasn't so because I don't root against any American president. I don't want anybody to fail as badly as Joe Biden is failing, but he is by far the worst president of any of our lives. There's virtually nothing you can point to that he has done well. He is, Joe Biden, an unmitigated disaster. And the one thing that hadn't been an unmitigated disaster was the stock market, and it is just about to go negative from his inauguration day to now. I hope it doesn't end up happening, uh, but as we approach 18 months of Joe Biden in office, things continue to get worse every single day. I hope inflation comes down on Wednesday. It'll be out at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. I am Clay Travis. I'll be on Sean Hannity tonight. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.